And now, a word from our sponsors. The Oyster Recovery Partnership is the nonprofit expert in Chesapeake Bay oyster restoration. Oyster Recovery Partnership has planted more than 9 billion oysters on 3,000 acres of reef and recycled more than 250 bushels of shell. Everyone benefits from a healthy Chesapeake Bay. Poor water quality and declining habitats can be reversed. Oysters are the answer. Pescavore is packaged in a convenient single serving size with no refrigeration required until after opening. Pescavore is the perfect, healthy, and delicious snack for those on the go. Pescavore, tuna that travels. Hey, Got what's it. going on, good people? It's Gardner Douglas, your oyster ninja. I'm here with the one, the only Philly's finest, um, home of brotherly love. I think I got that right. Um, we got Gary MCC ready. Make- hey. How you guys doing? What's going on? Not much, not much. Good morning on this uh, beautiful Friday. <laughs> What's happening, man? How you feel? I feel good. Six was one last night, so I'm a little groggy, but it's okay. Okay. All right. Sounds like a long night. Sounds like a good night. <laughs> uh, night full of excitement, man. So for uh, everybody. Time- yeah, huh? go ahead. So, so, so for everybody who doesn't know, uh, Gary is the man up in Philly. When it comes to oysters, you're going to see this guy. Um, when it comes to seafood, you're going to see this guy. When you see, when it comes to uh, good customer service, you're going to see this guy. So uh, I've actually competed against Gary uh, a couple of times now. Uh, Philly, yeah. New York. Um, you haven't been to Nationals yet. We're going to get you down there, though. Yeah, I got to figure that out. For sure. Uh, but Gary is a great oyster trucker, a great person. Um, like I said, great customer service. You're about to hear all about his story. Um, the man, the myth, Gary. Hey guys. So I think I've been shucking oysters now for about seven, eight years. Uh, I started back at this little place called a bar, um, at 18th and Walnut, I think in 2014, 2013, somewhere around there. I uh, worked there for about uh, three years, and then I transitioned to Old Bar down at the other end of uh, Walnut Street. I was there for a good about three years, and I finally made my way to uh, Oyster House. So I've been here for now about uh, five years now going on. So it's been quite the journey. And actually, we met at uh, Philadelphia uh, Oyster House's uh, Oyster Bash uh, back in six years ago something like that yeah it had to be around 2016 2017 something like and that, that was even before i started working there so that was you know, i was you know i wasn't even a uh oyster house uh, employee at that point so exactly but you came in and you killed it um yeah. gary yeah. L- let me ask you man through your years your restaurant experience um first of all why oysters why oyster shucking like what did where did you start off as a a dishwasher, a line cook, or did you come straight into oyster shucking? Uh, well, I was trying to figure out how to get into the food scene. Um, so uh, in college, actually, I took a lot of, I went for restaurant tours and management and I realized, I was like, oh, where's the food? I was like, oh, that's the culinary end. So um, when I actually started working at A-Bar and Kitchen, they were introducing a raw bar program. And I said, hey, um, a guy named James actually asked, he's like, you know, taught me how to shuck and everything else. And I think from 
from that point on, since it was such a unique niche, uh, I just wanted to continue to do it. I mean, there's a lot of chefs and cooks out there who are phenomenal and great, but this is kind of the lane I think I wanted to take. And I, you know, I stuck with it. A couple battle scars along the way. I mean, I'm sure you know, my first year or two, I've nicks and scars and cuts and scrapes. And at times it was a little defeating. And I was like, what am I doing? This is, you know, this is some challenging stuff. But um, I stuck with it. And after a while, it just became really fun. And then I started reading books and getting into it and then going to oyster farms. And then <clears throat> now uh, kind of just expanding out into the shucking community. Now, you know, I know you and I, I got some friends up in Maine and uh, it's just it's a really wonderful experience. And it's, I wouldn't, you know, change it for the world. So yeah, it's going good. <laughs> so you uh, mentioned just uh, books, any particular books that you like uh, that, that really stick out? Uh, yeah, actually, where's uh, my, hold on one second, let me grab it. The Essential Oyster, of course. It's one I read often. Actually, I was just going through it the other day. Uh, I get a lot of my oyster knowledge from here, so I'm not just, you know, making stuff up back there. Because uh, in the beginning, people would ask you questions. I'd be like, I, I don't know, I have no idea. Like, you know, so I had to start doing some research and understanding, you know, with these beautiful creatures do and how they live and you know how they why how they get from the ocean you know to our palates and what our jobs are in respect of that you know the oyster farmers work extremely hard to create a beautiful product and they hand their beautiful product over to us to then make sure uh it's presented wonderfully for whoever's going to consume it so i think it's a nice uh chain of events how the oyster gets from one place and then to the plate of a consumer so i think it's it's pretty cool okay cool man so like other than the um farm to table aspect what yeah. else uh what else was surprising for you to learn about oysters uh the variety not all oysters the same uh you can't shuck every oyster the same way uh you have to have some a lot of respect for them as well because if you're going too fast and you're not paying attention you know one wrong move and you could be out for a day you could be out for a week you know it depends on how severe your injuries i've had a couple puncture wounds through the hand and on the side and different spots but eventually that hurts right so <laughs> you learn not to to do that and every once in a while you might get yourself or side of a shell or something sharp here and there you might reach the wrong way but you know you toughen up <laughs> you toughen no up. doubt man for sure yeah. about that um what's been like I, I mean, so how many years has it been since you, you started? I think I, I want to say 2013, I think, is when I started shucking oysters. So, like, what's been, uh, I guess, uh, one of your fond memories, like, in this oyster game? Oh, my God. There's no love lost over shucking for couples and that person trying to impress that that new person that they've met over a nice dozen oysters and a glass of champagne that's always iconic uh it's always the best to try to help somebody achieve the goal through food and the love language of what is oysters so um because you know you eat with your eyes right as julie would say um exactly so. <laughs> and a half show blog julie exactly. shout out shout out to julie um and yeah so you got to make sure we got to make sure there our little sea gems are presented perfectly for every guest that we serve 
For sure. So as I, uh, you know, mentioned in the beginning, like you're iconic in the food scene um, in Philly. And uh, I always, every time we talk, I always bring that up. I was, I was like, hey, I hope they paying you good. You know, I always bring it up. <laughs> but uh, other than that, man, um, what, what made you take that on? Because everybody doesn't step to the plate. Everybody doesn't take the lead. You know what I mean? Like, because you're doing some great things. And we're going to talk about that um, at Philly Oyster House. We're going to talk about that. But like, what made you want to step up to the plate to be you know, um, a leader in the, uh, this oyster world, you know, because you're known. I, I have a, I have a competitive nature, a nice competitive nature. I mean, I, I ran, I did some sports, I did ran track and field. So it's always been innate in me. And then once I find something, I try to try to do it better, try to push the ante, try to find something new, try to keep people happy. And right now, I'm, you know, just trying to do just that. So, um, Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, 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 I definitely I feel you on that, especially the, the competitive nature part of it. Um, so let's just talk about some of the things you do at um, uh, the Oyster House, man, because you do a lot. Um, just like what's a what what are your some of your uh, things you do in a normal week? Uh, well, right now, you know, normal business is back to normal business is booming at Oyster House. Uh, we actually just reached 10K on Instagram, which is uh, pretty impressive. Um, and we're really right now we're getting into doing, um, specialized shucking classes. So those are held with me on Tuesdays at two 30. Um, and it's designed for couples. So they come in and they, uh, can hang out for a half an hour live on the raw bar and, uh, they learn how to shuck some oysters and get in, get into the action and see what it is to be an oyster shucker for a little while. And a lot of people come away with experience enlightened, um, some come in just to brushing up their skills. They might have, you know, done it before and they know how to do it. Some have never done it at all. So they're terrified. And I, you know, just reassure them that it's fine. It's okay. I have a perfect record. No one's hurt themselves. So that's always good. Um, but I think it's, it's an art that, you know, for a half an hour a week, we get to share with two lucky people. So um, those, those events and those, um, scheduled classes are coming in like wildfire now so it's really nice to see that people are really interested in it and you know you need, they know they know like you know what it is to shuck oysters and when you get two three dozen you know what we're doing back there it's not you know sometimes it's not easy when everybody needs everything at once you know we try our best to get it all out right you got 10 tables who all want two dozen yep. um and then you know the customer you know no offense but the customer thinks that as soon as they put their order in the oysters are supposed to be coming right out you know, and it doesn't work like that majority of the time or all the time, really. I mean, especially during happy hour. So yeah, I definitely feel you. Um, so uh, how, how would people um, if they want to take that class with you, how would they go about that? Oh, they can just call it call into the restaurant um, and just ask about the shucking class and uh, Philadelphia uh, Oyster House on Sampson Street, uh, fifteen sixteen Sampson Street in Center City, Philadelphia. Um, just call in and you know say hey I want to shout out for a second class on Tuesday with Gary and as always with you yep that's what's up man you're a celebrity yeah. that's, that's what I'm talking about that's how you get that stardom hey we just we were family y'all. we just we want everybody to come in and have some fun with us and eat some good food right right yeah for sure 
Um, so tell me a little bit about the restaurant, man. Just like, uh, you know, uh, what it's about, their specialties. If y'all do any, uh, like, I don't know, um, towers or anything. Just tell me a little bit about a restaurant. Oh, yeah. We have we have a great seafood tower option. It has a two-pound lobster, uh, scallop ceviche. Uh, it comes with a dozen oysters, uh, three cherry stone clams, three middle neck clams, um, a beautiful shrimp cocktail uh, displayed in the center. And then we have a variety of uh, six oysters on our lineup at the moment. Um, we do happy hours uh, Monday through, I'm sorry, Tuesday through uh, Friday. I don't think we offer that on Saturday. And uh, yeah, we just have an aggressive, awesome Hatney atmosphere and we just love to, to serve everyone. Um, what else are we doing? Uh, fortunately, we haven't had any um, oyster festivals because of COVID. Uh, hopefully, maybe that's something that can happen next year. Stay tuned for that, but we're not sure yet. But, um, you know, that's kind of been hampering the fun we've been wanting to have. Uh, I mean, I'm sure that's everywhere, but um, uh, yeah. <laughs> so what about as far as like uh, any special dishes or uh, any dishes y'all have on the menu, like a popular oh. dish? Oh, lobster rolls for sure. Um, they have. Uh, you know, a lot of great options as far as um, dinners and um, I'm actually blanking. <laughs> Who has the best uh, cheesesteak in Philly? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The best cheesesteak. See, that's it's they. Mm, I don't uh -oh. know. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. Come on now. I might Come get in now. trouble. I'm no, like I want to hear, man. Who I want to hear from the the Philly native, <laughs> you know, the Philly they resident. I want to know. Del Sandro's. I'm not really a. I'm not really a big Pat's and Gino's kind of guy. I'm sorry, I gotta say, but um, I just like the kind of the underground ones more more so. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I actually had a cheesesteak. We right, actually so, don't eat cheesesteaks as much as you think we do. <laughs> so, so the other crazy thing is, so I've only been to Philly like that one time when I came yeah. up to mm -hmm. uh, do the competition and yeah. i was surprised there was a pretzel shop on every corner yeah people love I'm pretzels <laughs> not I me i love pretzels uh, too but i was like god <laughs> i was like wow and they were good they were really good like oh, we got a pretzel from one corner and then we went to another corner and we got some more yeah. pretzels like they were good i was surprised yeah 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 um so what else is huge in Philly then? Like, uh, we got the oysters, we got the pretzels, we got the cheesesteaks. Like, what do you eat? Ah, uh, I, you know, I'm a homebody. I cook at home all the time. Being in a restaurant, you don't want to go out all the time. Okay, right? chef. All right, chef. <laughs> I'm at home in my kitchen just whipping stuff up and staying out of trouble, man. <laughs> what about uh, drinks? Like, what do you like to drink? Oh, I'm a, I'm a wine man. So white wine all the way through and through. Uh, I gave and, up the beer too heavy on my stomach. <laughs> wow. Okay. I wish I could give yeah, up, man. I, I, I can kind of do that. Yeah. So, like, far as like um, uh, wine and oysters, like, do you pair or like, does it matter? Do you eat a lot of oysters? No, actually, I should be eating more, but you know, you shuck them all the time, and then when by the time you want some, it's like, what do you do? You go back out to get them, and then I don't know. So I would have to have some oysters just hanging out in my fridge all the time but sometimes you don't want to see an oyster <laughs> no doubt no doubt i know what you mean so Everyone like far as like are you doing uh, any um private events special events or anything like that uh 
a little bit yeah i'm kind of working on some stuff in the background um you know to be continued but that's something i should be announcing in the in the near future i think some uh, exciting things coming up so i don't want to speak too much on it right now but that's i got fair. some stuff, got some stuff to work so just keep the oyster ninja uh listeners you know keep us tapped in for sure oh of course of course for sure um what else man anything nah man i'm just i'm going to uh rhode island next month what's going on in rhode island uh, there's an oyster festival there. I think it's called Bowman's Wharf. I'm going with uh, Aquidneck Oysters. So I'll be representing them, and that'll be a good time. Uh, I've never been. And I believe there's an oyster shucking competition happening at the same time. So okay, okay, that's cool. I might slide into that and see what's going on. But other than that, um, you know, I'm just taking it day by day right now. So, <laughs> um, You know, being in this uh this league that we're in this oyster mm-hmm. league this oyster world um you know so I, i'll give the perfect example uh and this is this we're about to get serious it's about to go down oh, um so when george floyd was happening right all right mm-hmm. um a person reached out to me and you know i'll i'll, I'll say it. it was julie it was julie from in a half show i love julie mm-hmm. um and and kudos on her part because she was thinking outside of the box you know she wanted to spotlight some people of color and what's crazy is i couldn't really think of anybody <laughs> you know it's you it's uh the real mother shucker right it's amani right um it's a couple of people down south but i was like dang there there aren't a lot of people of color a lot of us um, yeah. in this industry um and you know what there probably are but just not to the level that we take it right they're you not know, as well, influencers yeah, or mm-hmm. you know people in the spotlight or whatever right um and that's you know as far as oyster shucker um uh cooks chefs you know as far as seafood right um so that leads me to ask in a city of brotherly love how does it feel? Do you know other people? I mean, I know there are a lot of, um, you know, Hispanic people um, who are in the oyster shuckers because even on the shore, I mean, like, for, like you know, they migrate and they do their thing. Uh, and, and, hey, that's all fine. Cool. Hey, the work got to get done. Right. But, like, have you experienced anything in the industry as far as uh, racism, uh, discrimination or anything? Anything you can talk on or want to talk on. A lot of people don't want to talk about it, you know? I'm I'm thinking, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking through all my experiences and all the places that I've shucked and done events. and Nothing that that sticks out in my head. Um, And that's great. (laughs) I mean, I, in, at least at my restaurant, we're, all of our shuckers are made up of uh, black guys and um, Mexican speaking people. So, we, you know, we are the the glue that holds that together. Um, yeah, as far as the Philly scene is concerned, I mean, there's a lot of uh, restaurants that have shuckers and things, but I don't know if they're as serious as we are um, when it comes to 
putting out the oysters. But then again, you know, I need to take a trip around the city and see what's going on. Um, but as far as the racism aspect, I don't, I don't know. Philly's pretty, uh, well, <laughs> Philly's pretty moderate in that sense. I feel like we're pretty, uh, you know, we, we speak our minds here. So uh, I would definitely know if somebody was, uh, I, I feel pretty low. Let's just say that. Well, <laughs> good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm really glad to hear that. I mean, that's good to hear uh, that yeah. the city of brotherly love, you don't really feel it or see it or any of that. So that's great. I was just asking. No, no. Just wondering. Yeah, that's why we're here. Yeah. Now, I, maybe my experience isn't the same as somebody else's. Um, right. I can just only talk about talk about me. So. For sure, because it's all about Gary MCC ready. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Cool, man. So, um, you got anything else you want to talk about? For real. I mean, the, the spotlight's on you, brother. I know. I know. This is the first one. I'm, I'll be ready to do the second one soon, right? Okay. <laughs> hey, we gotta, always gotta need a follow-up. Exactly. That's right. That's right. This was uh, hard, man. Real cool. Um, yeah. Calm conversation. Um, I appreciate you for taking time out of your day. Um, oh, cool. You know, after a busy night. I'll tell you what, man. I do have another question. Um, yeah. Because this is probably give me an upper hand when I face you again. Uh <laughs> so far as competitions like what goes through your head when you're when you're competing man well you know it's funny you say that because i you know every time you compete don't you replay it in your head and you're like what did i do what didn't i do like i'm sure you do everyone does that right and it's just i need i think it's now this is what that was my i think i've done three three or four so now like the heebie-jeebies and the nerve. You always get a little bit nervous, and I think that's good for a competitive, spirited nature, but um, keeping the hands steady and then finding that rhythm of uh, speed and cleanliness. So it's like the first time I shucked, I went too fast and kind of butchered the oysters. Second time I shucked, I went too slow, had nice oysters, but was just too slow. So now when I do it again, I have to kind of put those things together and find a, a happy medium. Um, and also the last time I shot, I was in a heat with Honor. Shout out to Honor and Jose. Shout out to Jose. So it's like, what is going on? So yeah, I really, I really, I felt the fire, but at least feeling it, you know, feeling that speed next to you, then I always know like yeah, yeah. what it is. So yeah. I felt it and I know, so. So Somebody. honestly, that's the best thing that can happen in a shucking competition. Oh, yeah. When you get in a heat with fast oyster shuckers, it mm -hmm. pushes you to step your game up. If you oh, get yeah. in a heat with slow oyster shuckers, nobody's really slow. If you're competing, you're good. Um, just yeah. going to put that out there. But, um, you know, shuckers who are not really as fast as you, um, it, if you're not in your game, if you're not on your A game, if you're not in your zone, that can throw your whole game off. Oh, yeah. I've hurt myself because of that, even at the restaurant. Yeah. Like having a bad, you're having a bad, you could just be thinking about, got an argument with somebody and you, you're pissed off about something and you go in the shuck and you, ah, crack, crack, and you're like, ah, and you get more. And then it's just, oh, it's a wrap. It's just like, yeah. uh, you got to be calm, cool, and collected. You got to get your thoughts together and just focus on the task at hand because you really hurt yourself. <laughs> right. Where do you see yourself in five years, man? Ah, uh, yeah. 
trap I, I don't know maybe or, traveling maybe shucking for the stars who knows you know maybe i'll be a uh on tv uh i don't know have my own company mm-hmm. uh go out and shuck for your 300 person wedding and yeah yeah okay. do instrument classes at your your home or I don't know. Maybe I'll be in LA. I don't know. <laughs> Why not? No, right? Who knows? Sky's the limit, you know. Yeah. World is your oyster, as they say. Where does your um because like I said in the beginning, you have a great customer service. I, I've seen it in person every time I, I've come in contact with you. Uh, I just Appreciate see how it. you interact with people. And yep. of course, your uh social media, I see it also. Uh snap. Um I got I got to come back to that one, but uh, I just thought about something. But um, where does your like because everybody doesn't have it? I know servers and waiters who don't have good customer service. So where does that come with you? Oh, I I, I have a love for people. I generally actually care about you <laughs> when you're there and your experience, and you know that's part of my job. But you know, it's just I think I'm a nice guy. <laughs> I try to be anyway. Um. I don't know. It's just my nature. It's just how I, how I am. I was, you know, I was raised fair and, you know, had different life experiences, I think, which led me to this point and made me turn out the way I am. Anything you can talk about? You know, a a little bit of a dual upbringing, you know, I bopped around a little bit, Mm -hmm. but uh, finally, you know, I found a safe place and some people to, look out for me when times were bad and you know came out through that and came out on the other side and you know uh uh, didn't finish college but moved my way back down here started working and then uh you know found oyster shucking and then now here i am let's talk about it let's start this therapy session um how was your upbringing uh it was it was uh you know it's a little challenging uh, there was ups and downs, a uh, little bit of the foster care system happening in my wow. early, 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 early uh, childhood. But I didn't know that. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. You know. And then uh, I did meet my sister until a little bit down the road, but mm-hmm. um, we have a beautiful relationship now. We talk all the time. Um, it was just her birthday on 420, so she yeah, celebrated. Yeah, yeah. Um, her birthday or 420? Yeah, her birthday's on board. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I can't make this up. So <laughs> uh yeah, so I have uh, a lot of family and a lot of love. So, so definitely put it that way. How do how do you think um growing up or having your time um in foster care, how do you think that's influenced you like to the person you are now? Uh, I mean, it was such a long time ago and you know, bad things happen, but, you know, good things came out of it as well. Um, I just, you know, everybody has issues and has struggles. You're not the only person, you know. And once I realized that it's not always about Gary, you know, there's other people in the world that have it way harder than you do. And then you just kind of you learn to smile as long as I have a roof over my head and I can feed myself and I can pay my bills and, you know, go to work and stuff like that. You know, it's a good it's a good day. Can we talk about the two Garys, though? Say it again. Can we talk about the two Garys? Can we talk about the Gary who um, was selfish and self-centered 
And then can we talk about the Gary that is now? Because I just, I mean, I know it's not oyster related, but what I like about the Oyster Ninja podcast is, you know, it's a story. Like everybody has a story. You know what I mean? So like, I want to, and like you said, everybody goes through something, but the important thing is that we come out um, better than we started. Yeah. So not that I'm trying to pry or, you know, but it might help somebody else out. You know what I mean? So I just wanted to ask really like, and it might help me because I got issues and flaws. We all do, like you said. Right, 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 Um, right. But I wanted to hear like a little bit about, um, you know, all right, I'll put myself out there first. Um, One of my biggest issues is I'm selfish. I'm very Mm -hmm. selfish and I know it. Um, And not that, I don't like to give. It's just, I guess I'm picky who I give to and who I give time to and what I give time to. Yeah. Um, so um, I just wanted to ask you, you know, could we talk about the Gary then that went through things who was all about Gary and the Gary now who, like I said, is a, from what I see, from what I know, a great people person. A great person. Well, the, the Gary before didn't get went through uh, a challenging time. So then, when I had, when I was able to sort of uh, go off to college, and then I kind of just disconnected. So in that instance, I was very selfish. I didn't uh, reach out to family. Uh, I was kind of just up in East Stroudsburg, kind of just trying to find my way. And I got my first job and learned how to start paying rent. And uh, for a year or two, I was just kind of distant and uh, kind of just doing it on my own. And at that point, I think I had dropped out of, uh, dropped out of college and I was just kind of living up there and working and not really doing much but drinking and partying and doing all the things that college people do without going to college so i was like this isn't i'm not i can't right. <laughs> can't be doing this like what am i doing yeah yeah i said if you know by 2009 if i'm not doing anything productive here i need to leave like i can't just stay here and mm-hmm. so i left and you know i got down to uh, right outside of Philly, down to Elkins Park. And I worked out there for a year with, I lived with uh, Ari and Matt Gummel. And uh, I was working at a Baja Fresh, <laughs> working the cash register. And I didn't have any money. And I was, I walked, I think that was like up York Road. I think that was like maybe five, six miles to work every day and back until I could afford just to take the bus. Um, yeah, and it was like the middle of summer, and I was I would get to work drenched in my uniform, and like can't work this way. I'm like I know, but I don't have any other way to get to work. But uh, and then I kind of just did that, became a manager at the Baja Fresh, and then moved into Philly. I started working at Potbelly. Uh, I was a manager there, and then uh, then I transitioned. Did I go back home? And then I, I can't remember. I think I went to. 
Chipotle and then I was living at home because I got fired from Popbelly. First job I ever got fired from, but then they ended up firing the entire staff. So it wasn't just me. So I was like, okay. Um, and then I had to move home for a year, um, commute to Philly. I was working at Chipotle at the time for a year. And then I started going to culinary school. Um, and then I did that. And then I picked up a job at a kitchen to become a prep cook. And then that's when the oysters came in. So oysters, it took a long time to get to the oysters, but um, it was just a lot of like, just trying to figure out where I'm going and what I wanted to do and how I was going to do it. And I was like, go to school, but you know, what am I getting out of it? I don't, but I don't want to be a chef. I'm like, uh, it's just like oysters. All right, perfect. <laughs> So I think, yeah, they, they came along and I was like, I think this is what I want to do. Like, this is cool. There's a lot of them. It's hard as hell opening them, but I guess I'll just keep that in and see if I can figure this out. But what did it mean to you, man, once you found your sweet spot in the industry? I don't think it clicked until maybe like three years in when I was working at, I think when I got to Old Bar and Oh my God, we used to do, I don't know if they still do it. They did half all first Fridays on the, the whole oyster menu. Like all oyster, every single oyster was half off on the menu for the entire night. So I would always be uh, a little bit, I'd be very ready for that day. <laughs> and I just remember, I think I shot 1,000 or 1,100 like in one night or something. Um, and after that, I knew I was like, this is this is this is where I'm at. This is what I'm doing. And then I'm like, who else is doing this, too? <laughs> so then and that's when I moved to Oyster House. And then, you know. But that's what's yeah. up, man. Yeah, man. I appreciate you taking me down memory lane, man. I really do. I had to re- try to remember. It's <laughs> all good. Like, oh, it's so all long good. Ago. All right, man. Like I said, man, I appreciate you taking time talking to us on the podcast. Um, yeah. Getting personal, getting business. Uh, I think we hit all aspects. Uh, any questions for me, man? Are you good? When am I going to see you again? Uh, well, if you come to Nationals, you might see me. Because um, Amani wants to set something up. I got to call her. She wants to. So maybe the three of us can talk and we can all meet up at the same time this summer or something. If you have a, if you're available. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Um, that sounds good. I mean, you know, Amani's doing some great things. We didn't even I know, she's splash <laughs> on that. Um, but you know, Amani Black, she's also been on the podcast, uh, minorities in aquaculture. Um, Gary's cousin. That's right. Shout I'm out to that. <laughs> small world. Small world. Small uh, world. But again, yo, appreciate you for taking time, man. Uh, hopefully we'll see each other soon. Uh, if not, of course, we got social media. That's right. If you need something, reach out. Um, but how can the listeners, um, if they want to come see you at, you know, Philly's Oyster House, how can we um, see you doing that? How can we sign up for a class? Uh, what's your social media handles? Yeah, we can. Uh, you can follow me at G underscore Shucks underscore. Uh, it's like play on Gary Shucks. And then you can follow the restaurant PHL uh, Oyster House. Um, 
Yeah. So find either one, you'll find the restaurant and myself. So we're interchangeable. <laughs> My man. And finally, uh, what's your elevator spiel? What's your elevator spiel? You know, it's my, um, you want to spark up a conversation. What's your elevator pitch? Oh, oh, oh. I usually, well, I can't. <laughs> well, lots, lots of times, actually, I know the guests that are coming in. So I can just play off of something that we've talked about in the past or, you know, uh, I'll tell them, especially if I see some, I like there's particular oysters that we'll have one day and I'll look for particular people to come in that, I love those oysters. And when they do, it's, it's always amazing. So there's people that like their big well fleets. There's people that like, you know, they're small PEI oysters. Um, I think that's what my elevator talk is. <laughs> that answers the question. <laughs> that, that, that answers the question. It's playing with slight, man. Um, Cool, man. Like I said, appreciate you. Um, hopefully, we'll be getting a part two of this conversation after you come back from the uh, Shucking Competition Oyster Festival. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah. Until the next time, appreciate you, man. Yeah, man. It was good to be here. Thanks for having me. Exactly. Long time coming. I've been trying to get you on the podcast for 120 years. Um, <laughs> oh, one, one last question, though. One last question. What happened? What makes a good oyster shucker? What makes a good oyster shucker? The ability to shuck an oyster and not just pop an oyster. And, and last, last, to flip? No, you not to flip. flip. You don't flip. I don't know why. I don't know where this uh, Philly flip thing came from, but it's not. We don't know. <laughs> Philly flip? No Philly flip? No Philly flip. Nah. Oh, that's not shut <laughs> okay. All right, bro. Yeah, Appreciate you, man. Boom, boom, boom. You know. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> All right, man. Good talking to you. Yes, sir. And now, a word from our sponsors. Pescovore uses responsibly caught wild fish marinated with real ingredients and naturally wood smoked for delicious flavor. Pescavore, tuna that travels.